There's a lot of discussion today about worship music and the people who write it, sing it, and produce it. So if a song comes from a ministry that we don't stand with on all points, should we sing that music in church? Let's see what the Bible says about that. Welcome to our podcast. I'm so glad that you clicked on this video. If you would, go ahead and like and subscribe to our channel. We release podcasts every Wednesday morning. And if you have any questions or comments, thoughts uh, about what we talk about here, go ahead and comment that as well. That would be great. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Um, before we get into this podcast, I will refer to another podcast uh, that we just did recently called uh, "Christian: The Danger of Christian Cancel Culture. Yep, yep. Um, it probably will answer some of the questions that you have if if you have any more after this after this podcast mm -hmm. uh, so if you want to watch that one uh, it'll help resolve yeah. some questions it's, it's a great lead into this one yeah sets the stage for, for sure so today we're excited to have caleb vandenberg with us yeah, yeah. new on the podcast first with us. we're very glad caleb is our worship director yeah. here at vertical and caleb has uh experience in music industry and worship almost eight years here at vertical as yeah. our worship director mm -hmm. and uh and a background in music even before that so talk yeah. about what that's been for you caleb prior to vertical while at vertical your involvement with music industry yeah um man uh i've been a musician uh for as long as i can remember like yeah. literally like all the way back to like two years old, my parents oh, wow. swear by like, you know, you were, you were in there on your drum set uh, doing some that. like pretty <laughs> intense, like drum beats, yeah. drum yeah. patterns. Um, you know, of course I don't remember that. Uh, yeah. and yeah. <laughs> to think of a two year old doing stuff like that, you're just kind of like, yeah, it might be a little <laughs> right. extreme, yeah. but yeah. Until you uh, have I mean, children. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. until, you know, I see my four year old boy in there and he's just crushing it. Um, yeah. so awesome. Uh, I mean, I guess it's possible. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I grew up uh, on a lot of underground music. Um, mm -hmm. Striper's not really that underground, but like yeah. wow. some of some people may know, like Ho Holy Soldier, or Guardian, okay. uh, the '80s, '90s, like Christian rock, yeah. Yeah, metal. like heavy metal. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's what I grew up a whole lot on. Um, I would consider that underground music. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, just grew up sharpening my craft. Um, as a drummer and mainly, yeah, mainly as a drummer, yep. uh, and just in my parents' house. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, uh, was in a hard rock band from the age of, th I think it was like 13 to 19 years old. Um, and we were fortunate to get to be able to do some touring and, yeah. you know, play lots of gigs, lots of shows, yeah. uh, and lots band of was called shatter me. Yeah. Yes. Um, Did y'all play with red? Or something along those lines. We we got to open up for Red two times. Wow, that's um, big time. And share the stage with some other artists, Disciple, yeah. Pod, yeah. Uh, Decipher Down. Got to do some runs Seventh with them. Seventh Day Slumber. So, Seventh Day Slumber. Yeah. So okay. good um, stuff. So you know, not a stranger to the music industry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if you know Christian rock, you're like, yeah, really yes, yeah. <laughs> um, so that was that was great. Um, but uh, yeah, did a lot of touring and stuff like that. Uh, lots of. Uh, recording over the past 18 years. Yeah, uh, I just awesome. did the math earlier today. I was like, I can't believe yeah. that's how long it's been. Yeah, um, Been involved in a lot of song rights. Um, mm -hmm. I would average in total like 50 to 75 different songs wow. that I've 
been a part of in in one way or another um nice. i've written a lot of originals mm-hmm. uh 30 or so would be the average Crazy. i'd say wow. um awesome and some originals i've written with some guys who are heavy in the industry yeah. um mm-hmm. who are they've got their feet you know pretty far out into the water right now mm-hmm. um which is is really cool uh, i've written with uh one of aaron shuss producers okay. yeah. uh wow. g- got to write a song with him that That's was cool. really awesome Hmm. Uh, I've written with one of the writers who wrote the beautiful, amazing song that we all love, Make Room. Wow. Um, nice. Yeah. Got to write with him. That was awesome. Uh, I've written with a writer within the umbrella of Maverick City. Wow. At a two-day song, right? That was That's really, really cool. awesome to be able cool. to say. I've wow. been able to do that. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, and uh, just some other experiences. Um my song giver of life, uh, that my buddy and I, he helped, he helped me finish that song up, mm-hmm. uh, wrap it up, call it officially done. Um, that song was pitched around, uh, by one of Hill songs, uh, publishers out wow. in Nashville. So okay. I got cool. to experience that a little bit too. That's really cool. Um, nice. so I have a little bit of knowledge of, of how the music industry works. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'm not like, I want to say I'm the top yeah. Expert, yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I've, I've I've got my hands in there a little bit. So, Good. Mm-hmm. well, that makes you perfect for the conversation, okay. today, honestly, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for those reasons, but also because as as worship director, this is yeah, this is something we take seriously at our church. Definitely, the planning of our services. Uh, it's not just a coin toss of what song do you want to do this week. Yeah, it right. is. There's intentionality. There's prayer. There's mm-hmm. analysis and storytelling. Uh, storytelling, yeah. yes, in, yep. in our services. We'll talk more about that today, mm-hmm. but. Uh, as we get to this subject about worship and choosing, and more specifically, uh, as it relates to songs from Bethel, we'll talk about mm-hmm. other groups as well. Uh, this is a topic churches are needing to address today, and, yeah. and, and, yep. and we still do Bethel music, I'll say that up front, mm-hmm. and from other groups as well, and we'll we'll explain our reasoning behind that. Yeah, yep. So, uh, worship music has always been a hot topic in the church, whether you go back to uh, some of my early days in the faith, and there's uh, debates about uh, hymnals and hymns versus choruses back in the day, and that discussion, Mm -hmm. and people thinking it was almost of the devil to do something that wasn't in the hymnal. Yeah. I remember those debates. Yeah. Even though the choruses were essentially hymns, they sounded like (laughs) hymns. True. Uh, In some churches, there was also the debate about a piano versus guitar and drums. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, it was okay when the evangelist came to town and used a guitar, but (laughs) there should not be a guitar basically during the year. Uh, There should be just a piano and organ. Uh, There's still the debate goes on today, old songs versus new songs, upbeat versus slow, Mm -hmm. and just, you know, style. There's so much out there over the discussion, but the debate more of recent has been about songs written, produced, sung by Bethel Church and its mm-hmm. ministries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, They're not alone, though, usually in the list. Those who have concerns usually uh, mention some others in this discussion. Yeah. Uh, people say, well, songs from Bethel or Elevation Worship or Jesus Culture or Maverick City or Brandon Lake specifically or Hillsong. You kind of go down the list. Yep. People have... There's lots of YouTube videos. There are some books, lots of articles about these uh, producers, these churches, these ministries, Mm -hmm. what they stand for. Mm -hmm. And because of views that these churches and ministries, individuals have, many of these songs have fallen into the 
canceled category. Mm-hmm. Yep. I feel like because of something one of the writers, singers believes or practices, therefore that disqualifies the song and should be removed from church ministry and from possibly your own personal listening if you yeah, want to be right. you know thorough in the processing. So you might think, okay, well I don't know even who those people are. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me give you some songs <clears throat> that we regularly sing here at Vertical mm-hmm. that yeah. might help you get a handle on some of these. So this is a list of some songs from some of these writers uh, or singers. <clears throat> Goodness of God, yeah. Raise a Hallelujah, Waymaker, The Blessing, mm-hmm. Lion, Graves in the Garden. These are all things that we do here at Vertical. Right, uh, Living Hope, King of Kings, Same God, Jira, Wait on You, Sea of Victory, Rattle, Build Your Church, Too Good to Not Believe. And with every one of those, I'm yeah. like, I'm remembering yeah. services. We yeah. did those yeah. and God yeah. moved That's specifically. What I was say. Some yeah. of my all-time favorites on this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sure. And, and from <clears throat> these, we've seen people's lives change. We've seen people express their faith in a different way, in a yep. unique way. Yep. So then it comes into question, well, does that was that like of the devil that these people had this move because we're doing these songs who are written by these people or produced by these people? Mm. Uh, that's that is what a common thought is out there. So yeah. yeah. The question is like, why do we do these? You know, there are mm-hmm. voices today that say the church should not use music from these people, from these ministries, from these writers. Right. Yep. Yep. What are those arguments? What are, What are the points that those people make? So, whether you've read a book, read some articles, watched a YouTube article, uh, watched a YouTube video, yeah. there are some basic points that mm-hmm. can come down similar between each of those, and mm-hmm. so they they generally fall into these categories. Number one. They would say that these ministries are false teachers. Yeah. That's like the most common this argument. Is, this is usually the largest yep, point. Number one. Um, they would say that any one of these um, singers or groups or churches or ministries uh, have false teaching and therefore are false teachers. And we're going to talk about that today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is just laying out the arguments. Yeah, this is just, not a response. This is, this right. is their yeah. set of arguments. I will say... Uh, Bethel Church uh, in Redding, California. California. Mm-hmm. If you go to their website and look at their doctrinal statement, what they believe, you will find a doctrinal statement that looks just about like any other church's doctrinal statement yep. mm-hmm. as far as what they believe about the Bible, what they believe about Jesus, what they believe about what salvation is, what they believe about grace and faith and the church. You're going to find a little variation um, from our church and when it comes to the role of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little bit of difference there, maybe a sentence or two different. Yeah, in the but, doctrinal statements. Yeah. yeah, in the doctrinal statement. But basically, if you just look at the doctrinal statement, it looks like most churches. Mm-hmm. Now, having said that, when you get to some of their practices, uh, and we've addressed this in some of our other podcasts, yeah, exactly. there yeah. are some practices by people in or of Bethel Church that are different than us, and some are concerning. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Things like yeah. uh, thinking that gold dust in a room is a manifestation of the glory of God. Okay. We've talked about that mm-hmm. in our other podcast. Yep. Uh, the idea of grave soaking, going and laying on the grave of 
evangelists and ministers who have died in order to soak in remnants of the anointing that was upon them. That's just a little... little whack. Not not biblical. No. Uh, Having word of revelation in their services that uh, where someone is moved and speaks a revelation that is then on par with Scripture. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a little troubling. I get it. Uh, I'm... I don't believe in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, restoring the office of apostle, uh, an emphasis on physical miracles, not that that can't happen, but a large uh, emphasis upon that. Mm-hmm. And then their connection with the new apostolic reformation. Mm-hmm. So we have talked about this. Yeah, and- I was going to say, we've, we've done the podcast. If you're curious what our thoughts and statements are on that, you can watch a podcast. It's very simply called Gold Dust, Grave Soaking, and the New Apostolic Reformation, I'm pretty sure. Something yeah, along those lines. Exactly. You'll have to check it out. Yeah, the New Apostolic Reformation is, is a movement uh, of churches today where the emphasis is on the return, or not the return, the restoration authority yeah. to the office of the apostle within the mm-hmm. church. And this apostle position has authority over churches and pastors. This apostle position has the ability to perform miracles and then prophets are elevated there yeah. in, within that movement. And but, that would be a hearing of God differently than the layman, the, the, yeah, the regular the, the prophets, church tender. The prophets have the ability to speak from God over people yeah. with authority, even above scripture sometimes. That is troubling. I get it. Yes. Um, so uh, an emphasis also on the kingdom of God coming physically and politically on the earth mm-hmm. in preparation of Jesus. So that's just some things about that. Yeah. We've talked about that yeah. in our other podcast. Yep. Uh, we don't stand with those practices yeah. uh, or beliefs. But again, if you were to lay their doctrinal statement next to our mm-hmm. doctrinal statement, you would not find a whole lot different. Mm-hmm. So, right. But that's the first thing, that these ministries are false teachers. We'll come back to that. Mm-hmm. Number two, that singing the songs from these ministries opens the door for people to go listen to other music, then listen to their teachings, and then believe error. Mm-hmm. Number three, that singing their songs is allowing the camel in the tent and the wolf into the flock. That yeah. this is the way error comes in, infiltrates, and can destroy your flock. And then number four, that churches who sing their songs are financially supporting these ministries um, by paying for the rights to use their music and mm-hmm. then uh, by listening and the people listening on Spotify, Pandora, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. that you are then financially supporting churches who are false teachers. Yeah. And those are the four main yeah. points that you yeah. find. There's other, there's other points that are made along the way, but those in kind of trying to reduce those common. down to some four yeah. Yeah. major yeah. points, those are them. Yeah, and, so. and that's the thing about those, you know, they, they're they rather convincing at that face value. You're like, oh, yeah, you're telling me that yeah. I'm going to lead someone else to error or you're mm-hmm. telling me that I'm, I'm letting a wolf in to my flock by singing these songs like yep. oh that's a that would be a bad shepherd as me you know as over the <laughs> yeah, flock right. why sure. why would i allow that to happen and you know well, why are we financially supporting these people we don't agree with yep. that's kind of the the natural like first instinct like yep. oh man am i doing something <laughs> wrong like this is scary so so how do we respond to those seemingly convincing arguments yep. and those main points so that this is what we try to do on the podcast is, okay, let's see what the Bible has to say about that. Yeah. 
So we're going to look at Scripture today, and we're going to look at what what does the Bible say about this. This is not a a new thing. This yeah. is an, this is yeah. an old thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's it, nothing new under the sun. Ah, nice. Mm-hmm. But it must be something we sure. we handle biblically and uh, accurately. So let's start with their first point: that these ministries are false teachers. That's yeah. a very common thread and yeah. line and sounds very convincing and scary at the same time that's you're right I think, yeah. you're right so i would say first off we should be very careful in the terms we use so if mm-hmm. you're going to say false prophets false teachers wolves in sheep's clothing i would say that what we read in scripture is those terms are used for a very specific teacher prophet person yeah and Usually, in almost every case, I think I could say this, it's referring to someone who is not a believer mm-hmm. parading themselves as a believer. That's why it's a false prophet, a mm-hmm. false teacher, a wolf in sheep's clothing. So you find passages like 1 John 4, beloved, do not believe every spirit. Yeah. Accurate. But test the spirits, whether they mm-hmm. are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So John writes and says, yeah, that it's a thing. It's yeah, real. There right. are people out there who are false, mm-hmm. but that's important. It's not that they just teach some error, but they're false. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By this, you know, the spirit of God, every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. So there's our test. If you're going to yeah. test them, if you're going to find out what's false and what's not, the test is if they confess by word and deed that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh and is of God, that spirit is of God. But then he goes yeah. on, verse 3, he says, and every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. That is the spirit of Antichrist. So now we need to really be careful because if you're going to use false prophet, false teacher, mm-hmm. you, you're talking about someone who's not a believer who is intentionally masking themselves, parading to be a believer right. for their benefit, for their profit, and yes. to harm others. Yeah. Yep. So, so I think that Whew. the question then is like, okay, well, who, who out there would fall under this category of a false prophet, mm-hmm. false teacher, a wolf in sheep's clothing, if you know, if the response mm-hmm. is this, then how is that not Bethel kind of thing? You know, yeah, good question. Um, there are there are those out there. I think they are probably fewer in number than we think because sometimes mm-hmm. what happens within the church in the Christian realm is that we hear we hear someone teaching error or teaching something yeah. different than what we believe, and we call them false prophet, false yeah. teacher, mm-hmm. wolf. Yeah. yeah, but I think you'd have to go more down the line of like a David Koresh and yeah. a Jim Jones okay, yeah. to get yep. to the category of someone who pretended or put on to have faith but used that for selfish purposes. Yes. Again, they they were false. They were mm-hmm. they found they were found to be not at all what they said they were. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So again, let's be real careful in using terms like false. Yeah. Even though this verse does say many false prophets have gone out into the world, you know, sure. and, and they have, this, yeah, and they're out there. I, yeah. I just yeah. named two exactly. that we might exactly. be familiar with, right? Yes, um, different teaching does not mean they're not Christian. It doesn't yeah. mean they're not wolves. So, First um, Corinthians twelve three says, "I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is a curse, and that no one can say Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Spirit." Mm. 
Yeah. So if another person, another ministry is saying Jesus is Lord, they might say it in a way different than you. They mm-hmm. might have some other practices that are different than you, but they cannot say that and mean it except moved by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yep. So they're another believer. So yeah. we should be careful of that. Yeah. Uh, there are those, again, who have taught differently over the yeah. decades and yeah. centuries uh, who have even unknowingly taught error. Yeah. There was a time when the disciples came to Jesus concerned yeah. about this very yeah. thing. And uh, in fact, in Mark 9, it says uh, that they came to him and said, Teacher, uh, we saw someone who did not follow us casting out demons in your name, and we forbade him because he does not follow us. Not like us. He, he does wouldn't not do join all us. We do. But Jesus said, do not forbid him, for no one who works a miracle in my name can soon afterwards speak evil of me, for he who is not against us is on our side. That's important to know. Again, let's be biblical all the way across the board here. I, I want to be real careful. If I'm going to call someone a title of false, whew, that, yeah. that is a, res, a name reserved for someone who has been found to not be what they said they were. I mean, yeah. we we easily have fallen at some point in yeah. f- teaching error. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Like, exactly. Yes. So <clears throat> we may have been even called, you know, Mm-hmm. Yeah, false, false prophets. False prophet, yeah. false but, yeah. uh, there were some times in my ministry past that yep. I look back on now and think, oh my goodness, I can't believe I said that. Right. Yeah. I can't believe I taught that. Yep. I feel bad for those people that yeah. I said yep. that to and I led them down this path. I don't I was not a false teacher. Yeah. I was teaching some error. Yeah. Right. I needed mm-hmm. to have someone come along and help me, and some did. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I needed to have some correction, but that did not mean I was false. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, so you see that happening in the book of Acts. There was a there's a man named Apollos, and he's teaching mm-hmm. and he's great at it, and people are yep. following him. But in Acts 5, it says that he only knew of the baptism of John. And so yeah. two very wise people, Aquila and Priscilla, took him aside and they explained the full reality of Jesus and the baptism of Christ and the Holy Spirit. And this man went on. So here was a guy. Yeah. Like I have been in the past who didn't know right. <laughs> he yeah. was teaching error. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That did not make him, did not make me a false teacher. That yeah. is a label reserved only for someone who has evil intent. Yeah. Exactly. What they do. Yeah. So that's just important. Again, teaching in error or teaching almost, you could even say out of ignorance of like, I, yep. you, you don't know yep. the fullness. Yep. yep. That's different than someone who, with intent, like you're saying, with intent to deceive, with intent to, you know, harm, harm and mislead, yeah, and profit from you. Exactly. And- There's so many children, like parent and children tie-ins with all this too. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, because children, like our ch- our children, will do things in error out of simply not knowing. Yes. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like you, that. It yeah. just shows that. We're we're constantly on this journey yes. of like being sharpened and honed. Yeah, and, that's true. You know, that's just true. becoming more knowledgeable of, of, yeah. of what the word says. Yeah. So. Yeah. you don't you don't look at your child at that point and say false child, false yeah. child, yeah. get out, exactly. get out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, that and, should be very yeah. very carefully reserved. Now, yeah. if some child in the neighborhood comes in and he's wearing a mask, looking like your child, pretending to be your child, yeah. and that's you different. find out, wait a minute, that's not my child. Right? Yeah, false child. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's sure. different. For so. Sure. Uh, along this same line, uh, Jesus had some things to say about worship. Uh, more specifically, in John 4, he talked about 
um, what real worship is. And, mm-hmm. and he gave a definition. He said, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Yeah. Okay, so now we've got a good frame and handle on what this means. Yeah. Um, two very important elements when it comes to worship. There should be truth in what is um, being spoken or sung. Yes. And there should be a spirit that is consistent with the spirit of God. Those are the two major elements. And you find that consistent throughout the New Testament. Yeah. Uh, Ephesians, where it talks about um, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, make a melody in your heart to the Lord. Uh, those are all meant to be in those in that same vein. Truth and then in the spirit that's consistent with the spirit of God. So when when you choose some songs, when you choose some songs personally for worship, or even us, when we're yeah. selecting songs, we're looking for does the truth or do the lyrics stand consistent with truth? Do they reflect the truth of the Bible? It may not be word for word King James language we're singing <laughs> yeah. in a song. Yeah. It's probably not. Hopefully not. not it's probably not. Hopefully not. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but is the message of those lyrics consistent with Scripture? So, uh, again, this is where sometimes people go back and say, oh, well, this song was written or sung by artist XYZ. Mm-hmm. And because they said this in another setting, this disqualifies that song because they said something in error in another setting. We'll just let's just throw out some names for fun here. Let's just say Jen Johnson. A Jen Johnson. Uh, she sings some songs. I personally like her music. I yeah. like some of her songs. I have heard her speak on some occasions by video on YouTube, and I think. Ooh, Jen, I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't go with you on that, what you just said right there. Yeah. And some yeah. of the, her takes on the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I just like, ah, it just makes me real uncomfortable. Now, yeah. does that mean that because she believes those things, that if she writes a song and the lyrics, though they are solid, that they are canceled as a song because they came from her because she believed error? Are the, are the lyrics truth? That's I, you know. <clears throat> that's what it comes back to. Is well, I think of I think of David. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> who yeah. wrote like majority of the Psalms. Like, yeah. okay, this guy committed adultery and murder. Yep. So, so what now? Now we can't use any of the Psalms, or yeah. you true. know, grow from reading those. <clears throat> yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Is he is he canceled because right. of that? Even you know? though his, yeah his actions were it's like well, he sure wasn't believing in God whenever he slept with her. And, <laughs> and, should, he and should we her. now just remove all the Psalms out of the Bible? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> does it negate? Does that negate the truth? Is the, is the question? Does right? You know, because one person who sings this song or was a part of the writing process mm-hmm. believes or does a certain thing, does that negate the truth of the Bible? Yeah, I would like to think that no human being is that powerful. I sure <laughs> hope so. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I, I get it. People say, well, I'm going to go to the source and see who wrote this song. Well, right. let's go further. If that person wrote that song and it, and comes they, out of- and it came from a spirit of Jesus is Lord, um, <clears throat> then they are not actually the source. Yes. The mm-hmm. source was actually God. Yeah. Who moved them, yep. <clears throat> spoke through his yep. word. So if we're going to go back to the source, which we should do, let's go back and let's just check. Are these lyrics consistent with scripture by themselves yeah. without, without 
context of where it came from, yeah. without that person's motivations, do the lyrics stand alone yeah. uh, exactly. as being consistent with Scripture? Yeah. Again, After, good, yeah. I was going to say, goodness of God. Is song? All my life you have been faithful. All yeah. my life you have been so, so yeah. good. I mean, right there. All right. That's verses from the Scriptures. You yep. Know? Yep. Yeah, and that song lyrically is true, yeah. and the music supports it, and it moves you. Yeah. It's spirit- Mood mm-hmm. and yep. truth, spirit and truth. Yeah. So now that that kind of brings us to this next question about spirit. Jesus said, "Those that worship it must worship in spirit and in truth." So yes, the the words must be accurate, but then from spirit. Mm-hmm. So from the heart of the person, there should be a mm-hmm. spirit of sincerity and genuineness mm-hmm. and worship, not the, pretending. Yeah, not exactly. pretending, exactly. not fake, not performance, yep. not show. And so when we are, when you are choosing. Yep. Uh, singers for the worship team. Mm. It you go through a process. Yeah. You want another story. Yep. You want to hear Can where- this person seeing this out of sincerity. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is, is a big question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, something I look at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're not looking for perfection in people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we are exactly. looking for a heart that is sincere and genuine. Yeah. Yes. And so that when they sing, is there a, a genuineness? Because that's yeah. what the spirit uses. You can say yes. out of their spirit, they're singing this song. Out about. of their spirit, yes. Spirit and yep. truth is yep. the are the lyrics true, and is it from a spirit that is consistent with the spirit of God? Yeah. Yep. That really should be what it is. But the question comes down for uh, for those who are opposed to the Bethel and other mm-hmm. churches movements is well the intent of the original person's spirit mm-hmm. wasn't right. Yeah. And they believe this and they said this and mm-hmm. uh, their spirit was not right. So then the question is, can or does what was in their spirit, if yeah. they meant it for evil intentions, if it was evil, yeah. or even misunderstood, misguided, yeah. error, right? if that was in their spirit, does that mm-hmm. transfer to the person standing on our stage yeah. and sing, are they tainted yeah. because they sing those lyrics yeah. from that person? Does the spirit move with the lyrics? Yeah. The song? So, so mm. I think this, a song example to use here could even be uh, like the song champion Dante Bo singing it. Okay. It's great. Absolutely great powerful song. Yeah. Dante Bo's got an incredible voice. Mm-hmm. Champion, powerful lyrics, huge like declaratives over your life about mm-hmm. who God is. Mm-hmm. Yep. But there are some things in there where you're like, mm. yeah. When I open They're, up my mouth, yeah. miracles start breaking yeah. out. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, what do you mean by when I open up my mouth, and what do you mean by miracles start breaking out? What is, what is the intention behind that? It's kind of the question, and a lot yeah. of people would say, well, they mean it for bad. Therefore, the whole song and all of the truth in it. Yeah. See ya. Right, canceled because of that. So mm-hmm. the thing is, I don't really know what the motivation was of the author, yeah. <laughs> the yep. writer, never know the motivation. singer, or any of those. You can't ever know the motivation of someone else. Yeah, But yep. let's assume that it was not good, whatever that yeah. means. <laughs> does that transfer over into someone who sings the song? I don't see where that does in scripture anymore. I can't see where the intent of the original person moves over with someone else who picks up the word. So um, the spirit of the Pharisees who misuse God's law. Yeah. Yep. Which is the perfect law. And they knew the Torah backwards and forwards, yet they imposed it with a different intent than it was written in. They they were self-righteous with Mm -hmm. it and they imposed their laws on other people. Does that negate the law because they misuse the law Mm -mm. with their evil intent? 
No, the law stands on its own. Truth yeah. stands on its own. It doesn't. Yeah. Spirit doesn't move with it. it. The truth moves in the song. So yeah. uh, I think of things like, okay, well, God spoke through a donkey in yep. the Old Testament, mm-hmm. uh, an unclean animal. Does that negate the words that came out of his mouth forever? Mm-hmm. You know, right. uh, because he was from a donkey. No, yeah. no, truth stands alone. Yeah, and so this idea of hyper analyzing yes. the the writer, the singer, and more, and then canceling it because of whatever might have been their motivations yeah. or things they said. Yeah, that's just not consistent with scripture. That's yeah. it's a dangerous practice. Yeah. In fact, yep. and yeah. uh, you're saying so, I, don't even, I don't even think we got to the writing part of the aspect here. No. We're, we're just on the, the right. singer. The song, the finished product that we get, of, again, Champion by Dante yep. Bow and yeah. Jen Johnson singing Goodness of God, those songs, yep. you know, that those are the things people have a problem with because they see the name attached with it in this song. And, <clears throat> oh, I've heard, I watched an interview one time of Dante Bow saying, yeah. or so I had much... heard Maverick City, there's three guys in there that, you know, I don't know. Yeah. This, yeah. There's so much more to it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And we'll, we'll get yeah. to some of that here. Yeah. I think we should be very careful. Uh, scripture encourages us to be careful. Yes, discern, but yes, be yeah. careful. First Corinthians 4, 5. Judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the hearts. Oh, in other words, I can't know them, but in that day he will. And he yeah. says, then each one praise will come will come from God. Yeah. Be careful about assuming judging motives. You don't yeah. know that. And, and just because someone else said it, meant it in one way, doesn't mean that carries over to the next person in how they convey those same truths. Yeah. Um, you know, if I hear an illustration from a certain pastor and I think, ah, oh, that's a brilliant illustration. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna use that. And, you know, yeah. someone says, Oh, well, I know where you got that from. You got that from XYZ, yeah. you know, yeah. teacher, and they don't ever teach the truth. Yeah. Well, uh, and does that mean the whole message is yeah. discredited? Does that negate the truth? Yeah, does that negate the truth yeah, in the moment? Yeah. Does that cancel me and negate yeah, me in exactly. the moment? Yeah. I have lots of authors and their books in my office. I don't have the authors. I have the books from the authors yeah, in yeah, my office. Yeah, yeah. And I don't agree with all of them. Some of them I don't agree much with. Yeah. But I read them because I like their delivery style. Yeah. Or I like their illustrations that they use yeah. Yeah. or the formatting of their messages. Mm-hmm. And I will read it for that purpose, I might even use their illustrations. Yeah. Yep. But that yeah. does not yeah. discredit me exactly. in the process. Because the spirit of that illustration or whatever it may be does not carry along with that. But That's the truth stands say. on its own. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like does the spirit of a song carry all the way from California to here? <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, yeah. 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 Again, it goes. I it think moves it, over the airwaves. Yeah, watch yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, through the radio waves. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I think there are things. I think there are things that naturally come with a song. Like we we had this conversation earlier. Like, okay, a certain song creates a certain emotion yeah. or feeling within us. Right. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like if I'm if I'm about to go do a you know hardcore workout i'm probably going to throw on some heavy rock music <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, something yeah, that drives exactly. me yeah. yeah but um i mean i think it all comes down to specifically the lyrics mm-hmm. and uh, and we'll mm-hmm. get further down yeah. down that road in we'll just get a little there. bit but all right so let's move on to number 2 and the number 2 <laughs> are you had just number 2 uh the other 
complaint argument basis for removing Bethel and other music is that singing singing these songs opens the door for people to listen to other songs teaching and believe air. So if you if you do a song from Bethel Elevation whoever you run the risk that your people in your church are now going to go online and listen to other Bethel songs that could open the door to more Bethel teaching that could open the door to listening to false prophets, they would say. <laughs> and then, you know, down the line you go. You you created it. You started down the path. That's on that's, your account. That's, that's all on <laughs> you, dude. So, again, that sounds very scary. It's frightening. That's like, oh my goodness, I'm never going to be associated with anything other yeah. than him. And that, and that would terrify me as a leader yes. to know that, oh my goodness, everything I say has that potential. Mm-hmm. And there's a, that there's eventually a, closes all the doors. It's like, true. It completely closes you off. Exactly. You choose to close yourself off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to. So, because you're so scared of what's wrong yes. that you're like, oh, I can't even, if I say the truth, then yeah. someone might accidentally take it this way, and then I'm yeah. afraid that they might think my intent. It's the whole analogy of digging for gold that we've been reading uh-huh. in that yeah, book. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like when you're yeah. digging for gold and you find a, a gold nugget, like there's going to be dirt with that. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. So true. So as leaders in the church, our role is to equip believers with truth. Yep. Uh, our role is not to provide a fearful list of all possible <laughs> yes. lies and dangers and threats that are out in the world. And I, s- some people see church that way. Yeah. Yep. That's sad. It was true. Yeah. But th- that's not that's not our responsibility. That would be an endless, dangerous, hopeless journey. It never ends. <laughs> Every never week, ends. here are songs you shouldn't listen to, authors you shouldn't read, Actors places you, you shouldn't go. I just, I, no, trust me, I've walked in this before. Yeah. I know that path. I've done that. It's yeah. horrible. Because again, I, you're left defeated always, yeah. always wrong. I'm probably doing something horrible and God hates me. And like you said earlier, Fear of doing something yes. wrong rather yeah. than faith in doing right. Yes, yeah. yes. A very different it's living thing. in complete fear and anxiety. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. So um, the scripture and the role of the church leadership is to equip believers yes. to know the difference, not by showing them all possible wrongs, but by show, so showing them the truth. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. So First John 4, 4 through 6 says, with great encouragement, says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. In other words, you don't have to live with the fear of what might happen. You have one greater within yeah, you. Exactly. Walk in that. They are of the world, therefore they speak as the world, and the world hears them. But we, we are of God, and he who knows God hears us. He who is not of God not hears us, but by this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. In other words, hey, you need to relax a little. You yeah. need to just stand yeah. in the truth yes. of who you are, who mm-hmm. he is, and know this truth. And you know, I think of the illustration that I've heard so many times about uh, identifying what is true, what is not. That when it comes to uh, government agencies who teach uh, people how to recognize uh, fake money, mm-hmm. uh, how do you how do you recognize counterfeit bills? Because there are a myriad of ways that people create counterfeit money. Yep. yep. And so you could school people on all of the possible flaws and failures and approaches, and you would be in creating an endless list. Here is yeah. here is way three thousand two hundred and twelve of yeah. counterfeit money. How it happens, yeah. and and we're just halfway there. 
Yeah, exactly. Instead, what they do is they so train them to know what a true bill looks like. Mm -hmm. They know every element of it. They know how they've created it, what it should look like, what it should feel like, what are the microscopic elements that are involved in all of it. And they so know it that when they see one that's not it, they recognize it. Mm. Yeah. And just, again, imagine being trained so much and knowing only the false and whenever the true one comes up, you're like, uh, something's got to be wrong with this. I, I don't even know. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I don't yeah. even know what to do with this. Like, like, or maybe like, you're looking for the fault in it. Exactly. You're not always, that fault in it, always looking for that. Yeah, exactly. That's so good. <laughs> you're always, if you're trained to look for the bad, you'll always find the bad. Yes. yes. You'll never exactly. see the yes. good. Yeah. And soft. then you'll, whenever you do have the real thing, you're like, there has to be something wrong with it. <laughs> so so keep looking. Yeah. Yep. So you're yep. stuck. Give me a microscope. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So. Uh, Man, there's so much right there. Yeah. Yep. It's not our role to cancel other believers yeah. who don't do like we do. Mm. Again, I get it that people worship differently. I, I see it in church every Sunday. There are those who mm-hmm. lift their hands or those who don't lift their hands. There are mm-hmm. those who like to kneel down. There's those who don't like to kneel down. There's those who like to sing loud. There's those who like to sing quiet. There's some who don't like to open their mouth at all. Yep. There are some who like to sit when others like to stand. It's not our role to judge other people for how they worship differently and, and force others to right. do what we do. Yeah. Again, right. back to the Christian cancel culture podcast. Right. It's all about don't, it's good to have convictions. You ought right. to have convictions, Yeah. but don't impose your convictions on others and then cancel them whenever they don't, uh, you know, yeah. follow your convictions. Yeah. Right. So uh, in the gospels, you have the story of the woman who pours out the oil on Jesus feet and she's just in adoration and worship because she's mm-hmm. received forgiveness and love for him. Like she had never received from anyone before. And the Pharisees are watching all of this and they start, they start condemning her mm-hmm. and canceling her right there in front mm-hmm. of Jesus and her. And they say, this is so wasteful. It's so extravagant. That money could have been used, you know, to help the poor and, and so forth and so forth. And Jesus responds to them. He doesn't say much, but he says this, let her alone. Mm. Yeah. She yeah. is preparing my body for burial. Mm. Leave her alone. Yeah. yeah. That ought to be us. You know, mm. yeah. within the Christian context and church, people worship differently. Yeah. They, yeah. There should be room for that among family. Yeah. It's going to be different. Let them alone. Yeah. And the thing is, if it's of God, yeah. It'll be seen. If it's yeah, not right. of God, yeah. it'll be seen. Yeah. That happens in the book of Acts. Exactly. Um, again, the Jewish leaders are trying to shut down, or the religious leaders in Acts are trying to shut down Peter and the disciples, and they don't like it. And so uh, one, of the, one of them stands up and says, look, if this is from God, you can't stop this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if it's not of God, it'll stop on its own. Yeah, that's right. We'll so there has to be this place where we teach our people truth. We model it before them. No, we're not going to allow people to sing error. We're not going to teach yeah. error. We're going to teach truth. Yep. But we're going to teach people to to understand truth and the spirit of God within them and let them all go they live that out. Yes. Yep. I'm not going to give them a list yeah, as of the spirit how to do, what to do, when not to do, don't do this, don't do that, stop yeah. that. That yep. That's the essence of the law, and yeah. we have that's been free from that. Exactly. All right, number three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the other argument, number three, is that if you sing these songs, you're allowing the camel into the tent or the wolf into the flock. 
So it's at this moment people, again, they think, well, we shouldn't be letting uh, songs in from people that we know that don't yeah. have the same beliefs that we do. Yeah, especially, you know, Bethel and all the big names and all that stuff. Let's yeah. just stick with the hymns, you know, like nothing wrong with the classics, <laughs> you know, all that kind of thing. Yep. And we're about to get into yeah. this. But people are like, oh, there's nothing wrong with A Mighty Fortress is Our God written back in, you know, 600 something. There's yeah. nothing wrong with Come Thou Found. There's nothing wrong with it as well. Mm-hmm. You know, these are, those are the classics. And those, mm-hmm. you know, the truths are so great. Mm-hmm. I don't know who in the world wrote it or anything like that, you know? <laughs> so let's hear. If you, if you go down this path of canceling a song because of someone's later beliefs mm-hmm. or Beliefs they had at the moment they wrote them, or the errors they lived in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Whatever it was, this is a stringent list, and you Mm -hmm. better you better be careful because now it's going to start cutting in ways you might not have realized. In fact, ultimately, if you start down this list, you got to cut yourself off the list. Yeah, I was going to say you're going to be the one writing songs and trying to sing them, and then realize and then cancel yourself. Yeah, exactly. So let's just point out a few things. (laughs) (laughs) Songwriter, a mighty fortress is our God. Powerful, beautiful yeah, classic. hymn that has stood the test of time. Yeah. Written by Martin Luther. Well, there you go. Uh, Martin Luther um, had some pretty terrible. adverse, terrible views toward Jews and women. Mm-hmm. Look so we're gonna we're gonna cancel a mighty fortress is our God. Mm-hmm. Uh, Come thou fount of every blessing. Powerful song. song. People yeah. usually Classic. love the yep. line in it that says, uh, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. You know, they, yeah. they identify like, with that. Wow, well, yeah. uh, the man who wrote it in 1757, a Methodist preacher, Robert Robinson, he later walked away from the faith. He, he said, Lord, I feel it. He, he prone to wander, <laughs> and he did. <laughs> he did wander. So you're going to cancel that? You're going to yeah. tear yeah. that out of the hymnal? He became an unbeliever. See ya. Yeah. Um, Probably the most well-known loved hymn besides Amazing Grace, mm-hmm. It Is Well With My Soul, yep. written by Horatio Spafford. when He loses four children mm-hmm. in the sinking of um, a ship in, in 1873. Mm. So later, he has some teachings about eternal punishment and the Holy Spirit that are almost heretical. Yeah. So, yep. You're going to cancel that? I mean, if you start doing this deep dive on every person and what they did, what they said, uh-huh. where they lived, what their intentions were, assumptions yeah. on all that. Yeah. You, you have to almost cancel yeah. everyone. Exactly. Right. Except yeah. any song written by Jesus, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and yep. you may be saying, well, no, but the, the, the words of those hymns are just so good. Exactly. That's the true. truth yep. stands the, the test. The truth exactly. stands yes. yeah. beyond yeah. the person. Yes, exactly. It's good stuff. <sighs> all right. We good it's with, easy we, point. Easy point. Yeah. yeah. We're good yeah. with three. All right. Yeah. Number four, this one we're going to camp out on a little bit because mm-hmm. this one is usually um, one it's of the other yep. yeah, large arguments. Well, the this does become, I think, the biggest argument because if you look back at the hymns and part of the argument is, well, times have changed. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. at that time, songs were written just on, on sheets. Yeah, you know what I mean? Literally, yeah. So, there's not really a way for the uh, the wrong teachings or the, mm-hmm. the, the error teachings, you know, mm-hmm. to carry out into others and to draw others to my yeah. church or that yeah. church. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. So, and many people wrote the songs at a time when there weren't going to be royalties attached to them. Yeah. They're yeah, writing yeah. hundreds and hundreds of songs and some of them stick yep. and some of them go on and they, they never realize any financial blessing from yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that brings us to our last point yep. is this, that um, if you sing songs from Bethel, Elevation, Hillsong, all of these that we, some would call false prophets, false teachers, that every time you sing them, you are giving some kind of financial support to them, either because you are buying uh, the tracks to that song yeah. or the royalties to that song, or you are listening to that song on Spotify, which exactly. then includes or gives them a potential benefit. Mm -hmm. And then because you sing it in your church <laughs> and someone goes and clicks on it, then you're financially supporting what they would call false teachings. So now this is where Caleb's experience in the music industry yeah. becomes valuable to us because there's such yeah. an easy assumption that, oh, Jen, Jen Johnson, her yeah. name's on this song. Yeah. She she wrote the lyrics. She and wrote the, the music. music. She produced, she produced it. She played <laughs> it. Her name's on it. It's all her. Yeah. So, Caleb, help us with this bigger picture so, of the music industry. Yeah, the, the good old music machine. Mm. Um, it is a massive machine. Yeah. Uh, there are so many knobs and buttons to it it's mm -hmm. it, it's it can be easily overwhelming so i'm going to attempt to break it down as simple as i can where we can all understand it and um f from the understanding that i have of it good um so from the top down what you typically have is you have major labels um these are the top dogs there's only a handful of these mm -hmm. um that they basically are running the, show, the music industry, yeah. okay. right? So, are you talking about Christian or talking about just in general? Well, no, just general. Okay. So this secular is, and Christian. Yeah. So major labels within major labels, you have secular artists, you have Christian artists, then every genre there is. Okay. Well, so um, then what you have are independent labels. Okay. Um, they're a lot like major labels. Uh, depending on what field you want to you want your independent label to to fall under mm -hmm. you know you can be selective with that there mm -hmm. can be there can be christian independent labels yeah. where all they're signing are christian artists yeah. you know there can be other label independent labels that are bringing on christian bringing on you know whoever okay um and that, so within whichever label it is major versus independent doesn't matter um within those labels, you have signed performing artists, mm -hmm. right? And then you also have an extension of that are signed songwriters. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and we'll dive further into this. Um, but so now we're going to, let's build it from the, the bottom up. So this mm -hmm. is how the songwriting process all the way to the, 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 people, mm -hmm. the, the people hearing it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so a song gets written. And then the, this song, the songwriters from that song are coming from all kinds of different areas, yeah. different backgrounds, beliefs, yeah. convictions. Yeah. Like that, just that's just part of A bunch of, of humans. Like, so in, there's in not just one person that writes one song? No. Well, sometimes it happens that way, but if you're- We're talking about just it, the lyrics can, at this point. I mean, it can be anything. So uh, it can be one person writes the lyrics- you know, another person comes in and will write the music to it. Mm -hmm. Another person, you know, 
will kind of be the yay or naysayer, mm-hmm, you know. Okay. Um, but generally, um, you 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 have these group of songwriters that get together and and they write the song. So you're considered a songwriter or a co-writer if you're in the room contributing to well, the songs, lyrics, mm-hmm. vocal melody, or music progression in any way. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Um, so a guy in the room says, hey, I got an idea. What if we sing, I will sing of the goodness of God? Okay, great. Right. That's the only cool. contribution he makes. He's a songwriter then. He's part of it. He's uh, part of the room. Yeah, I mean. There's three other people line. in the room. So four people, let's just say four people wrote it, which is common. Yeah, You've yeah. It's, to it's some, three to, it's usually they say that's it's the power of three is where you start. You try, you try to always at least have three people in the song, right? Well, okay. But. Usually, there's four people. There's five people. I've seen song rights at the you know at the top of the song title have six writers. I've seen wow. one with like eleven writers. Wow. It's crazy. Okay. It's crazy. Again, we're just talking about lyrics at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just the lyrics because there are people, there are people who in the secular industry who have made it big whose names we wouldn't even know, no. but they made it big because they wrote lyrics. a country song lyric. Yeah. And that yeah. got picked up yeah. by another artist who sang it, and then we all knew it came from that artist, but we didn't know the author. Yeah. But- well, and this same, this same, that same thing can happen with the music side as well. Yeah. Well, the music side, um, any of any of those three areas. Yeah. Um, so it's crazy the the amount of hands that can that can be involved in one of these. Yeah. Um, so after a song gets written, uh, you a song gets pitched to performing artists. So. Mm-hmm. Again, the the performing artist could be a co-writer on a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so could not be. Yeah, and actually, I'm finding out more that uh, the performing artist of a song may Good. not yeah. usually be the Good. co-writer of a song. Wow. Yeah, I would I would say there's a ratio of for every performing artist there is there's five songwriters. Wow, interesting. Okay, so and and then in the in the industry, just fun little side fact. They say uh, what the industry needs more of are performing artists. Wow, there's already uh, there's so it's so, so saturated with yeah. with so writers. Um, so and just kind of fun fact. Um, Interesting. But so a song gets written, then the song gets pitched to performing artists, and then they decide, yeah, I want to pick that song up. It could be major label artists, it could be independent artists. Um, so then that song gets released. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm sorry, it gets recorded. This yes. is a, a long four step process here. It yes. gets recorded, uh, it gets produced, it gets yeah. mixed, and then it gets mastering. All Holy. very time sensitive. Yeah. And involving steps. a lot of people. Bunches. There are instrumentalists who come in, who yep. play, which could be a part of a church. It <laughs> could not be. Yeah. It may not be. Yeah. Then could there's, be. there's yeah. the studio, the mixer. There's a lot of people involved. Yeah. And this oh, is probably yeah. where you're headed next is we don't know. Who those people are, what their yeah. beliefs are, if they're even believers at all. Yeah, that's right. But they've had their hands in the process. Yep. And there could have now at this point, we're talking about 20, like, 30, 50 people could have been involved in this process. It, it's the it's some some songs have like, you know, they'll have the main producer and then they'll have two co-producers. Yeah. Then well, they'll have two mixing engineers. You yeah. Know? Well, then they'll have you know, let's say there were six songwriters on that yeah. song. You're already up to like yeah. 15 people. Yeah. So. And the instrumentalist, and then the person who said, "Hey, I'm going to take the photo or do the artwork for the I mean, album." It, yeah, it all just, that. It just goes on and on and yeah. on. It just goes on and on. Yeah. So, so a song. <laughs> yeah. So after that process, then a song gets published. Mm-hmm. So publishing, 
we basically all know what that is. It's like if you put a Facebook status, you write up your Facebook status or your Instagram post, you know, the little icon, the button you have to finalize your post is either publish or post or something like that. Right. Right. So that's what, that's what the publishing does is they take a person's song and then they say, here we go. We're going to put it out. And then that goes through all the distributions and Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. So, Mm -hmm. um, it's a process. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and once a song gets published, that song ends up becoming free game in a sense. Mm. Well, so yeah, that song is out on Spotify. It's out on YouTube and stuff like that. Well, any artist, any singer can take their that song mm-hmm. and can record their own version of it. Mm. They can well, post their own version of it. They can post it on Spotify, YouTube. Yeah. I mean, they they don't own the rights to that yeah, song, right? Mm-hmm. But they have the right to to record that, record thing. it, mm-hmm. and post their own rendition of it. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. so I realize you, it'd be easy to get lost in all of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I tried to simplify it. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's, that's good. It's yeah. good. It, it, in the complexity shows, there's a lot of people involved in the process. Yeah, and we don't yeah. always know all of those people. Yeah, but did the fact that one of them yeah. along the way was not even a believer did that taint all of the whole thing? Does that ruin the song? Discredit the song? Make the yeah. song cancelable because this one person was not a believer? The guy that was actually at the console whenever he was doing the final yeah. mix, yeah, or the guy that was playing yeah. the bass guitar that he was he he's going through some difficulty in his life and allowing temptation to rule in his life. Does that yeah. discredit, devalue, cancel the whole thing? Uh-huh. Right. No. And and then you can't get it so specific. That, well, they're not the one vocalizing mm. truths and all this. Stuff. I understand, but yeah. the truth is the truth is the truth. Yeah. You know? And so that, that's the difference in that, I think. Yeah. Right. So uh, we could work it down another path. We could say, okay, Caleb and a few mm. other people get together and they write a song. And, mm-hmm. and then it gets, you know, he brings some instrumentalist in and then they record the song together and then he goes to a producer yeah. and they produce the song. And, and they're all great. Ten, Caleb's yeah. been guarding this uh-huh. the whole way. He's been right. 10 out of 10 good. solid Christian guys. All yeah. Time. It's been good. And then it, let's say we even publish it and then he yeah, publishes it, it out. And then someone, maybe it's Bethel, maybe it's Elevation, maybe it's yeah. Hillsong, maybe it's whoever they decide they want to pick it up and they want to do it. Does that at that point devalue and make this Caleb I mean, song? Yeah. <laughs> discredited perfect example i mean it happened with uh uh the latest or one yeah, of uh-huh. chris tomlin's recent songs mm-hmm. holy forever yeah um great song he publishes it you know puts chris it out tomlin, there yeah it's becoming well known because it's mm-hmm. classic chris then tomlin. jen johnson takes it yeah records a video of it live yeah. worship setting and then so now it's like okay i mean it's it's that exact yeah. question so yeah. And everyone so says, now, did you hear the latest Bethel song? Right. Yeah, Holy exactly. Forever? Yeah. And you're like, oh, I thought I just heard Chris Tom do that the other day. It, you know? Yeah. He yeah. did. Exactly. Yeah. But the line of reasoning that's out there today would say, no, oh, that's it. It's over. You yeah. can't sing that song. It was fine when Chris Tomlin did. Yeah. But Jen Johnson sang it. Therefore, done. See ya. Yeah. So then you get to this place of, okay, well, we should cancel them because of what we have done in our analysis mm. of their past. Yep. Uh, I understand some of that line of reasoning. I think it's unhealthy. I think if you're going to go down that line of reasoning, then it, it, it you go down a dangerous path. Because then if you're going down that path with your music, then you have to do that with everything. Every, yes, if everywhere. you say, okay, anything done by Bethel should be canceled. And anyone who does a Bethel, if a church does a Bethel song, cancel. Well, then do you still listen to Pandora? Mm-hmm. Do you still listen to Spotify? Because mm-hmm. they play 
Bethel songs. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you still listen to a radio station that plays it? Do you cancel them? Do, yeah. you, are you going to stop using YouTube because yeah. they, they have Bethel. feature Bethel songs? Are you going yeah, yeah. to stop having Facebook, Instagram? Are you going to stop going to Walmart or Target mm-hmm. or using Amazon because they also sell Bethel? It just it's like where does this end? It's mm-hmm. a, it's a scary path. And then if you're going to do that with music. Are you going to do that with other areas of your life? Are you going to do that kind of a deep dive on everything? Are you going to yeah, like right. carefully look at where you spend your money and and not go there if they have something that you disagree with? So mm-hmm. you, you're still shopping at Target, still shopping at Walmart, still shopping at Home Depot. Last I checked, each of those have some questionable practices in what they stand for and support. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, you know, do you... Do you still watch Disney movies? Do you use Netflix? Do you uh, use Amazon Prime for your movies? Do you go to theaters? Where do you buy your clothes? Where do you buy your fuel? And what government are you paying your taxes to? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're not consistent either. So (laughs) it's just a dangerous path because you end up with this incredibly shrinking Mm -hmm. uh, spiral where at the very bottom is just you – uh, it starts off us four no more, mm-hmm. you know, kind of deal. Yeah. Okay, I've, I found just a few friends. We're all in this little circle yeah. together. We're all, yeah. well, I, I've been on this path. Trust me, I know what this looks like. And then mm-hmm. you, pretty soon you isolate because you find out those other two friends, they had something questionable about their life. Mm-hmm. I, I saw them come out of a movie theater the other day. Mm-hmm. I, I know this path, been down it. And then pretty soon, even that person across the table from you, whoever it is, your, your friend or your spouse, you'll soon find something about them that, you don't agree with, and then, yep. then it's you. Yeah, you're all alone. Yeah, it's a dangerous, yeah. sad path. Yeah. One one thing I can say, like as a songwriter, um, is again, if going back to what I mentioned earlier, like the power of three. Like, if you find, if I found two other songwriters that believed everything the exact same way, then okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, same convictions, everything, mm-hmm. awesome. Well you know, there's, there's potential for a great song to come out of that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, but that's just not realistic. Like every song, right. You go into uh, the first, one of the first things that's said and for everybody un- to understand is, Hey, we may not all like it's, it's been said at song rights. I, I will walk mm-hmm. into and well, I'll say we may not all agree on specific things, even about scripture. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But we can all stand on the agreement on the agreement that Jesus came to Earth mm-hmm. to yeah. pay for our sins, mm-hmm. to reconcile us back to Him, yeah. right. to restore all things. And it's like if we can all agree on that, then okay, score. Like okay, yeah, let's go. go. That's right. unity. Let's do right. it exactly. Because again, if you're trying to do it by yourself, mm-hmm. you know, it becomes a thing of isolation. Well, I think I write pretty good songs, but the best songs I've written were when I teamed up with yep. some other people. Yeah. Yep. And, I'll, and I'll just straight up say, there's one of my favorite songs I've ever written was co-written. It was me and one one other guy. Mm-hmm. Later on, I found out he had some things, some the, his stances on things mm-hmm. that were against my convictions. Right. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I'm going to never write with him again. It doesn't right. mean I'm going to cancel him because we still, yeah. yeah, or throw that song away because because now I know what... You know, he thinks about this. That we, that means that song's tainted. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, that's not the case. So, yeah. 
it's just yeah i mean it's crazy yeah it just goes to show the intricacy of all that stuff yeah yeah no not a blanket statement can be laid on it no so caleb then let's talk about uh worship songs at vertical and how we go through mm-hmm. that this is a process that mm-hmm. we we spend time and, and are very intentional about talk about yeah. what that process very, is like for us here very intentional um this is not necessarily in an order of um importance okay. uh, mm-hmm. so these are just the the things that come up in my mind just at different times throughout service planning mm-hmm. uh specifically per song so uh, we usually on an average we're about four songs a service right mm-hmm. um, sometimes we'll go more sometimes less if, it, if it's mm-hmm. needed but um so when we're choosing songs for a service uh the first thing that i think of is flow of service from what i what the terms i use is praise uh to worship mm-hmm. where we know that just the whole thing is praise and worship you right. know um that's just the way i've categorized uh the praise songs as the the more lively upbeat ones mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and then all the way down to the more worship full type songs yeah. more uh slower intimate uh, yeah personal. slower intimate personal mm-hmm. reflective mm-hmm. um so that's the first thing that i think of so um I like to think of the opening songs as kind of the icebreaker. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. People are walking in with all kinds of stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just walking in from maybe an argument with you know a spouse or something. Yep. Um, going through difficult times in their life for one mm-hmm. reason or another. Mm-hmm. So I think that first song is, it's crucial to start chiseling away at maybe the barriers that someone's built up. Yeah. You know, walking that they're walking in with. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's just one of the things I think of is the types of songs. Uh, then the one of the most important things is sermon topic. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Brian will come with a sermon topic idea. Um, he'll say, you know, here's here's basically what I'm talking about. Here's the scripture I'm basing it off of. And then we'll ask, okay, well, what's the win? Where do we mm-hmm. want people to get to in their minds? Yep. Where do we want people to get to in their hearts? Yep. Um, and then once we can answer that. Then we start going through a, a massive just list of songs. We got a massive list of songs on our board that we write. Mm-hmm. Um, and we start looking at lyric content. What what songs lyrically match up with where we want people to get to? Mm-hmm. What do we want these people to be to sing uh, collectively all together? And then based on that, um, the next question we ask is, is it self-glorifying mm. or does it glorify God? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, I think that's definitely a sticky, it can be a sticky thing mm-hmm. because a, some songs, you know, can have a, a lyric, maybe lean, that mm-hmm. sound maybe self-glorifying. But what I look at is what what is the ultimate message of that song? Right. You yeah. know, are we singing about uh what Christ has done for me mm-hmm. and we're declaring this is what God has done for me. Well, yeah. Yeah. me can seem to be the subject of that song, but yeah. I tend to lean that the main subject is it's glorifying God because yeah, of exactly. what he's what done. God has done. Right. You know? Exactly. Right. Um, so you're telling me you don't have to count the eyes and me's and we. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I will say there, there have been songs that we've chosen not to do because yeah. it did lean yep. a little, it leaned too far that way. Yeah. You know? yeah. Right. 
Yeah. I mean, um, for example, song I loved and we loved, we did it. Yeah. But after listening to it, it's like, there's a little too much here. The, the more of the focus was the song bigger than I thought you were. Right. Mm-hmm. We did that, yeah. loved it. Uh, first time I heard it, I was moved by it. But yep. then the more we did it here, it was like, hmm. It seems a little self-focused. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just for the setting. Yep. It doesn't mean every time I hear it, I'm going to, you know, like, turn, ah. turn the radio yeah. off or yeah. the phone off or whatever. Yeah. Uh, just in our setting. That we're yep. being sensitive we'll is the point. Because you sang it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another thing we look at is, uh, is it known by at least 60% of the people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really important to us that our congregation is able to actually sing and not just stare at us with empty, <laughs> yes. you know, blank yeah. looks. Right. Yeah. Um, exactly. And sometimes that means... We're going to do a new song that they won't know, but we'll yeah. do it repetitively until they do know. Yes, yeah. yep. And we we try to be sensitive to the yep. mix. And around. if we if we bring in a new song to the mix, we tried to wrap that around, uh, wrap around that other familiar songs. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's really important to us. And then the last one, um, that I've thought of was uh, what does this song do to the spirit of the room? Yes. Yeah, that's so good. if the song just listening to it in, in here in our planning room. Um, if it gives off just this mundane, uh, just kind of, yeah, lollygag, you know, go through the motions motions type song. Uh, we generally stay away from that. Um, (laughs) and it, it, sometimes it takes doing it on a Sunday morning before we realize, Yep. You know, yeah. uh, we probably won't revisit that song. Yeah. Right. Um, but we always try to be intentional about choosing songs that are going to move people emotionally and spiritually. Yep. Exactly. And so, yep. That teach truth. We're, yes. we're sensitive yeah. to make sure that the lyrics are true. Yep. And then that the spirit in which they are communicated yes. is consistent with the spirit of God. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's what Jesus said. They'll worship me in spirit and in truth. So that's what we seek to do. Yep. yep. So, in providing some wrap up today. What does this mean for every family and believer? I would mm-hmm. say first, search the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Don't rely just on what you're hearing us say. This is yeah. the call for every believer. Whatever church you attend, always search the scriptures to see what God has to say. Does it is what you're hearing in your church match what you see in scripture? This is every believer's responsibility. Yeah. Yep. Two, be convinced in your own mind about what is right and true for your convictions. Every home is going to have a little bit different way that they apply truth. And some are going to have different convictions about styles of music. Some people, um, some people grew up in a setting where rock music was harmful to them. And it, Mm -hmm. the reminder of anything like that leads them astray and so I get that. And so they have to be sensitive to that. So they might have a different conviction about the person who says, well, no, music with an upbeat is what drives my faith. It's what fires me up. It's what mm-hmm. gets me going. Yeah. I get it. And so yeah. every person is going to come to a different place, and you have to be convinced in your own mind of that. And then live with the confidence that the Spirit of God is greater than the enemy. This mm-hmm. is kind of where we started at the beginning today. I love that. It's like um, don't live in such fear of what the enemy might be doing. Yes. Live instead in the confidence of what God is doing. Yes. Celebrate that. There's a, uh, a a recent Shane and Shane song, mm. and it, it's talking about um, uh, fighting a battle that he's already won. Mm. And uh, it's mm. just it ties in perfectly because well, it's like, 
the the lyric in the song is I don't know what you're doing now, but mm. I know what you've done. That's good. That's you know? good. It's good. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, Scripture exactly tells us that as well. Uh, God who is in you is greater than he who's in the world. Yes. Yep. Live with that. Yeah. And then the last thing is know that the power of the gospel is bigger than someone else's intentions. Exactly. Even if they so were good. negative. Yes. So yes. Yeah. Cause he can use it. Yes. Even if it's a bad intention. Or, exactly. Uh, yep. Uh, so Caleb reminded us of this scripture earlier today when we were talking. I want to I want to close with this today because this is what was happening in um, Paul writes a letter to the church in Philippi and this was happening. There were yeah. people who some were preaching the gospel, but it was from wrong motives and there was a little bit of contention and dissension about all of that. Here's yeah. what Philippians 1, 15 through 18 says. Some indeed preach Christ even from envy and strife, and some also from goodwill. The former preach Christ from selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my chains. Didn't say they were false prophets. No. Didn't call them out as yeah. the devil. Yeah. Uh, they just were preachers of Christ who had different motivations. Yep. <laughs> Verse 17. But the latter, who had goodwill... Uh, out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. Mm. And then he says, verse 18, to me what sums all this up. What then? In other words, what do we do with all of this? Mm. Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. Mm. And in this, I rejoice. Yes, and I will rejoice. That's so, <laughs> oh, so great when it comes to even this discussion yeah. today about music. Yeah. We could have just read that verse at the top and said, <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> done. Hour 15, who needs it? Yeah, that's right. This could have been one minute, but yeah. no. that really should be the yeah. deal. You know, Yes, yeah. there are going to be people who are believers in different churches and different ministries who preach differently and maybe even yeah. from different motivations, but they yeah. preach Jesus is Lord. Yep. Yep. That's okay. Yep. Yep. In that we rejoice. So yes. yeah. let's yeah. not shoot one another. Yes. <laughs> let's sure. not cancel one another. Yep. Let's join together. Yes, have your own convictions. Yes, that may mean you have to find a different church you want to attend. I, I get all that. And you should. You should walk in your convictions. But yeah. let's rejoice that the gospel is being proclaimed. Amen. Not that that guy over there is a false prophet. So it's good. All right. I'm glad Caleb's with us today. Yeah, yeah. thank you guys for asking me. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Into the podcast yeah. world with us, so there'll be more from Caleb coming yeah. soon. Yeah, I think. Definitely. So, uh, thanks for joining us. Like, subscribe, share, tell someone else, comment. Yeah, and then uh, do what we're doing, lifting them up and live them out.